0: Hello, hello, welcome to episode 36 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, the movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And
1: I am Jacob Maracle. And
0: we're happy to be shouting at you today. So, um, Jacob, I don't know if you if you missed me in the past few days I wasn't around did you even notice
1: I did I was like what's going on (laughs) we (laughs) haven't had any discussions about the podcast yet like this is weird
0: that was nice that was a good filler there um yeah so I went to Boston for a work conference and did you know that Boston is named after a town in England did you know that?
1: I did not know that actually. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> you know for yeah. how
1: much that they don't like the English over there in Boston. They <laughs> they sure cripped the name right from
0: Well, there. a ton of um the early Boston settlers um were from Boston, England. Oh. So they just kept the name.
1: Lazy. Just lazy. Come on, Boston.
0: (laughs) I mean, if we went somewhere, if we moved to, like, Australia, we would totally just be like, oh, let's call this town Buffalo, Australia. Moved to Buffalo,
1: Australia. That's awesome. Fun fun story, actually. In uh, Civilization, it's a video game you can play. Okay. Um, There's actually a part where you can name cities. Like, you can, as you're creating your country, you can add cities to it. And when you play as America, for some reason, Buffalo is one of the, like, six cities that you can name. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: I was like, what? That's right. It's so random.
0: Is Boston on there? Yeah. Is well, Baston? Yeah,
1: of course Boston's on there. It's a little Bad. higher than us. But Bastion. I was still like, you got to be kidding me. How does Buffalo make this cut? Hey, don't L- be don't LA be didn't make the cut, I'll tell you that.
0: Um, but I learned a lot of really important things on this journey. Um, some were library-related, but more were <laughs> just Boston-related. So this is something that I was told, and it's... It's wicked awesome. Do you like that?
1: I do. That's a great one. Wicked, by the car.
0: Wicked awesome. We're sitting
1: out of the car outside the bar.
0: Um, but at one point,
1: watching a staff.
0: <laughs> no, for real. Listen. <laughs> so, on January fifteenth of nineteen nineteen, a fifty-five-foot steel storage tank that was holding more than two million gallons of molasses it burst, <laughs> and it sent this giant thirteen-thousand-ton wave. Of like hot syrup through the north end of Boston. It ended up destroying like houses and vehicles and businesses and it killed twenty one people, a bunch of horses, <laughs> and then it injured more than like a hundred other people, making it the worst molasses related accident in history. It took over six months to clean up and then Finally, in 1995, was the first time that on hot days, it didn't smell like molasses. I'm sorry. People died. It's not
1: good. That's a great story. You know what I like most about that? That means that there's like an 80-year-old woman that was like sitting around all day. Every, Every day on a hot day, she's like, Melissa. Just getting so upset. Uh, I, I, I'm
0: like really sad. Like I don't like thinking these like just these horse legs in the air is this like river of syrup, somebody, like wash.
1: Somebody stuff. running down the street with just a wave of molasses. Behind. <laughs> 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 it's so
0: terrible. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So that's a
1: great. That's a great story. I Should got, make a movie out of that. I
0: got really into Bath, and um, because of that, so I thought we could talk about stuff, please, some. Uh, some books and movies and stuff that take place in Boston or like a big deal for Boston. What do you think?
1: Sure, let's do that.
0: We can do it. So I thought we would start with probably the biggest one, our Academy Award winner for Best Picture and Best Screenplay, which was Spotlight. Of course. Which was a really great movie and obviously hugely important to Boston. Talk, um,
1: talk about a sticky situation. Am I oh, right? Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I'll I'll be here all week.
0: Please, I can't. Okay, spotlight. Again, it's a really serious movie. I can't be laughing. So in 2001, this is obviously a true story for anyone who doesn't know, the editor of the Boston Globe assigned a team of journalists to investigate allegations against John Gugan, an unfracked priest who was accused of molesting more than 80 boys. So it was a horrible story. It was led by editor uh, Walter Robinson, who's played by Michael Keaton in the movie, and then another reporter, Michael uh, Resendez, who's played by Mark Ruffalo. And there's a bunch of other people. There's a lot of stars in the movie. Rachel McAdams was there. <clears throat> but it's about them just kind of interviewing the victims and trying to unseal like all of these uh, sensitive documents. And they make it their mission to kind of prove this cover-up of sexual abuse within the Roman Catholic Church. It's an amazing film. The actual story that they brought forth – um, I mean, they won the the Pulitzer Prize for public service As when they the should've. Boston Blo- Globe put that out. So, <coughs> yeah, so that is that's a fantastic movie, and you definitely see like a lot of Boston. You get some some yeah, good accents. It's
1: kind of, it's like you know in the vein of all your pre- all the presidents' men. So it's you know. a uh, news-centric kind of story, newspaper-centric story. It's good yeah. to see those. They don't, they still make them, but, you know, it seems like Well, a the most recent one was The Post,
0: much. and I didn't like The Post at all.
1: The mm, Post was a little dry. Li- yeah, but that.
0: Spotlight is is a really great movie, and I think it's really culturally important, so it's definitely worth checking out. G-
1: good soundtrack on that um, movie, too. You know, you can't
0: even think of that. Well, it's a nice
1: driving, like, it just keeps, like, the intensity up in some of the other scenes in there. It's a good movie with a very sad subject matter that is still super relevant today, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's it's just really difficult to even watch. Okay, Jacob, what do you think?
1: So, I think we've talked about it before, but I'm going to go ahead and recommend another obvious one, The Departed.
0: The Departed? Yeah. Here's the thing about The Departed that's most important. Um, I'm going to say it's the hottest that Leonardo DiCaprio has looked in any movie.
1: Really? Yeah. You are going to go departed DiCaprio. That's I a mean, surprising. I mean,
0: with his hat on, he's smoldering in that movie.
1: Is it the goatee because he has that going on for while. Everything
0: once. about it huh. really works for me. But yeah, talk to me. Talk I, to me about...
1: I would have had you... Mm, no, no, I made him a little young for you. I was going to say Romeo and Juliet DiCaprio, but he's on the young side. Of he's now.
0: young. I'm too old for that now.
1: little young, a little skinny.
0: I just feel dirty, but... Give me some, talk to me about some some South Boston.
1: So, The Departed, it's one of those movies that's pretty good, you know, it's a good crime drama. It's a remake, in case you did not know. I did not. Of uh, Internal Affairs, a Hong oh, Kong yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that on the yeah, show. Yeah, it was actually a trilogy. Go check that one out. It's actually, um, another weird fact, it's the only of Scorsese's movies that's won Best Picture. Which is an mm. interesting little fact considering he's made like Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas. But The Departed is the one that he won Best best Picture well, for. Well,
0: Jack Nicholson and Leo together and Matt Damon, like it was a really great cast. Oh,
1: yeah. it was. I think this might have been one of Jack Nicholson's last movies because I know he stopped pretty much doing anything at this point. I don't know how many more he made after this one. You know, he had that one. I that don't amazing, know. But yeah, The Departed, it's a story of a kind of like a double switch a cop infiltrating a crime organization while at the same time the crime organization is infiltrating the cops and they're trying to work against each other just fabulously acted movie uh
0: it is a great story and the whole like the the gang chief there that frank costello played by jack nicholson is actually supposed to be like a fictionalized version of uh james whitey bulger
1: yes who also might be coming up later on the show. Oh god! See.
0: Please, you're not going to talk about that terrible movie, are you?
1: I don't know. There's a couple terrible movies that came out about Whitey Bulger. Cool, can't wait. Oh, but
0: yeah, but yeah mean, go yeah. check out The Departed. The Departed is a must see if you hadn't if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, I think it also has the record for the longest pre credit sequence because I think it's a full like 25 minutes into the movie. Before when, they put it up, yeah, they're just like The Departed. I'm like, yeah, I I know. You
0: also get Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg doing their straight up Boston accents.
1: Oh yeah, and if that's like don't let
0: him get out of the car, don't let him get out of the car.
1: Boy, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is good in this movie, but oh boy, that accent is just great. It's fantastic. It, we're
0: actually we should. I'm gonna the next movie I talk about. I think we should play a clip just to get a little taste of accents okay.
1: here. Yeah, because we're we're just gonna do bad ones here. The yeah, intention. we should
0: probably actually just. We're just offensive. We should guys stop. remember
1: that molasses <laughs> incident. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: actually sounded pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, get out of the way of the. Mo- oh no, I went. I went Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Nah. Oh, I'm
1: going to be talking about. Everybody I meet today is going to hear that story <laughs> about Boston, and it's going to be like the greatest moment of their day.
0: Oh gosh. So okay. So, <laughs> so another departed, movie yes, go check it out. people have seen. We've got an Oscar winner for best screenplay. But I mean, if we're going Boston, we cannot not talk about good will hunting of course so good so if you don't know what are you sleeping on like go see this movie but how do you not know about it it's probably true so will hunting who's played by matt damon he has a genius level iq but he's working as a janitor at mit which is totally like by choice Um, but he ends up solving this difficult graduate level math problem, like on a chalkboard in a classroom, and then his talents are discovered by a professor who's played by Stellan Skarsgård, and he really wants to kind of help this, I don't know, misguided youth reach his potential, um, but when Will is arrested for attacking a police officer, the professor makes a deal to get leniency for him if he'll get treatment from a therapist who's played by Robin Williams. So oh, well.
1: Tears on that one.
0: He's so good in that movie. Um, he has a
1: beard, so you know he's taking it seriously. You do.
0: And it's great because he's another guy from Southie, which in Boston is a really big deal. It's a big deal if you're both from South.
1: Is Robin Williams really from Boston?
0: No, I meant his character. Oh, I was about to say, like, well, that's No, weird. they bond because they're both, they're Southie. And you get solid Matt Damon and Ben Affleck um, <laughs> accents. I'm actually going to play a clip from the movie because it's literally the best clip from the movie. But you get to hear Matt Damon say a lot of words. So a little setup is they're all in a bar, a bar, and um, Ben Affleck's trying to hit on some chick, and then some Harvard boys come over, and they try to embarrass him because they know he's not a Harvard boy. But they didn't know that Matt Damon's Matt, wicked smart. Matt
1: Damon <laughs> don't deal with that stuff, though.
0: So, okay, here it is. I remember that class. It was, um, it was just between recess and lunch. Clark, why don't you go away? Why don't you relax? Let's
1: well, go away. I'm just
0: having fun with my new friend. That's all. We could have a problem. No, 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 no. There's no problem here. I was just hoping you might
1: give me some insight into the evolution of the market economy in the Southern Colonies. My contention is that uh, prior to the Revolutionary War,
0: the economic modalities, especially in the Southern Colonies. Could most aptly be characterized as agrarian pre right, Of course that's your contention.
1: You're a first year grad student. You just got finished reading some Moxian historian, Pete Garrison, probably. You're gonna be convinced of that till next month when you get to James Lemon. Then you're gonna be talking about how the economies of Virginia and Pennsylvania were entrepreneurial and capitalist way back in 1740. That's gonna last until next year. You're gonna be in here regurgitating Gordon Wood. Talking about you know the pre-revolutionary utopia and the capital-forming effects of military mobilization. See, the sad thing about a guy like you is, in 50 years, you're gonna start doing some thinking on your own, and you're gonna come up with the fact that there are two certainties in life: one, don't do that; and two, you dropped 150 grand on an education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library.
0: <laughs> My boy's it smart. That's the best.
1: Oh, so many Boston accents. So many. Casey so
0: Affleck at the end. So many My Afflecks boy, wicked accents. smart.
1: <laughs> so. like, cause it, um, totally catches the essence of Boston there, that's for sure.
0: Definitely. I think it's a good movie for that. We got some Harvard stuff. So, okay, we can move it along. What do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, you know what? I am going to go with the HBO miniseries, John Adams because I'm going to catch the beginning of Boston. Did you ever see it? Look
0: at you. You know I I haven't. It is
1: It is actually a very good one. It's based on the book. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Yeah, getting a nice uh, crossover there for you. Um, Stars Paul Giamatti as John Adams. Everybody's was the least favorite. First terrible president in American history. Oh, is that right? Yeah, number two. Already we got bad ones flying in there. Um, with, so they get into everything from the pre-revolutionary war when he was just a lawyer. Did you know he was the lawyer who defended the um, British soldiers for the Boston Massacre? I did. I forgot that because, know that. you know, it never comes up in real life. not that great? Um, but he comes from his career then to when he becomes a leader in the Revolutionary War, one of the founding fathers, signer of the Declaration of Independence and everything. It gets into the political machinations that go on behind the scenes. Um, his stance on the law and everything like that. Then it gets on to his, like, the post-revolution, like how they kind of, his role in helping to create America. It's a six-part series. It's HBO, so you know that the t- production values and acting is all top-notch. Um, wall-to-wall stars. Um,
0: I've heard the book is really great, too. Oh, yeah. book's okay.
1: supposed to be fantastic as well. Um, you know, if you're a fan of American history, which, you know, who isn't? Because it's awesome and short. You can go I'm ahead. Short. Yeah, not an awful lot to learn. It's very <laughs> okay. varied what happens every sure. time. Just,
0: if you got an hour to spare, we'll catch you up.
1: It also captures the essence of, like, you look at it and think, man, people had to really stink back then. No, because because so everybody silly. just looks <laughs> so grimy, so yeah. sweaty all the time. You're just like, oh my God, I don't even want to. They
0: did until 1919 and yeah. then everybody smelled like syrup. So yeah. it, so <laughs>
1: it all makes sense when you watch and you're watching. You're like, doesn't. you know what? Should have done it a long time ago. <laughs> Just
0: <laughs> only. Um, okay, yeah, that's a, that's. I do want to check that out. That's like a ton of watching though. Am I like yeah. 10 hours of watching there or something? Yeah, between eight, about okay. eight or
1: so because some of the episodes are a little longer than an hour, but it's, it's worth a watch.
0: Okay, I'm going to do it. I trust you. I believe in you. You should. Um, so another movie kind of, it was ignored. It wasn't a big deal, but it's called Infinity Polar Bear.
1: Great title.
0: Okay. And it's it's a good Boston one. So not only does it take place in Boston, it's about this bipolar guy who's played by Mark Ruffalo and his wife is Zoe Salanda and she wants to go to graduate school in New York. So he ends up taking sole responsibility of his two daughters while she's gone. Okay. Which is difficult for him being bipolar. But what's really interesting, um, Boston-wise, is that he hails from one of Boston's Brahmin families. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but the, the- I
1: like their noodles.
0: Who, Boston? Yeah,
1: the Brahmin noodles.
0: I don't even get that. Is that like a brand? You've
1: never been poor enough, Michelle. You don't know what that. I mean, is there's to.
0: ramen noodles. There you go. See, this it's is a, Brahmin. I, oh, was that like a punt? Yeah, because they rhyme. Oh, everything it? about it was awful. It was zero <laughs> percent funny. Where's the edit button? Anyway, <laughs> the Boston Brahmin, which um, so he is like descended from, are like the Boston elite. This is like a really big deal there. Um, The the word Brahmin actually comes from like Indian culture, but it just means like super upper crust, like the families that everyone went to Harvard and they live on Beacon Hill. So you get kind of an interesting view of that in the movie. Okay. Um, I was walking around some fancy pants neighborhoods in Boston, which just a side note, if you go and you happen to be walking around the, the Brookline area, just wild turkeys. They're just all over. They just like walk down the sidewalk with you. Um, which I thought was bananas, but everybody else felt was super normal. <laughs> so there,
1: I wouldn't say normal, but there does seem to be an abundance of turkeys walking around these days. I don't know.
0: I, I'm not seeing them in Buffalo, but I was like, and I was a little scared of them because I'm like, aren't they nasty like geese? Like, I don't want to get packed. Turkeys
1: are jerks. Yeah, I, I would agree. You've got to be worried about them. And unlike a geese, uh, they actually have like a little beak there. Not that little duck flapper thing on their mouth. Oh yeah, so, so it they'll, can get little, catch you. they'll
0: get a little pinch there. Okay, so but uh,
1: I like how a thing about infinity polar bears turns into let's talk about some turkeys for well, a
0: Well, I just I was really moved by the turkeys in Boston, but yeah, it's worth checking out because also I- if all else fails, Mark Ruffalo has really great hair. It's always really <laughs> like curly and full. You really just want to run your fingers through it. So even if you didn't love the film, you have that. Wow,
1: you know I didn't we think. Win. We were going to talk about Ruffalo as much as we are in Boston. I thought it was going to be all Affleck and David. Oh, yeah, that's really true. Sweet.
0: He's popped up in two right now.
1: Wow, look at Ruffalo just kind of sticking Look over at
0: Ruffalo. Don't worry, I'm going to come back to some Affleck. So what do you got next for us?
1: Uh, Next, I'm going to go with the Boondock Saints.
0: Uh, okay, I figured that would come yeah. up.
1: So this was a older movie that was coming out. It was directed by Troy Duffy, mm. uh, who was a Boston bartender ahead of making this movie. He was a discovery f- by uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, who liked his... Um, like the script, like the little short that he made for the movie, and decided, "Hey, I'm gonna make you my next Tarantino." Things didn't really work out that didn't way. We? Because but we did
0: get to see some serious crime in Boston.
1: Yeah, we got to see. Well, yeah, because so what apparently happened was they put a big budget in this movie. It's you know it's a fun brothers. Deciding that they're going to take it into their own hands. To Irish stop crime. Catholic twin brothers yes. very
0: important for the Boston setting set
1: played by Sean Patrick Flattery and Norman Reedus. So Norman Reedus, you know, the star of The Walking Dead mm-hmm. way back in the day. Um, they decide that one day that they are going to basically kill all the criminals in town and go kind of vigilante justice streak. I love vigilante justice. <laughs> So then they go and they start doing that. So then they get. The, they eventually catches the attention of an FBI agent played by Willem Dafoe, who I sort of forgot was in that movie until I went back and. You can did never some forget the eccentric
0: it. Willem Dafoe.
1: Oh, Willem Dafoe, he's so great, so yeah. awesome. The guy just a horrifying face and weird presence about
0: him. <laughs> just just said he had a horrifying face.
1: You you this try. So mean. If you fell asleep and you woke up. <laughs> <laughs> and Willem Dafoe was two inches in front okay. of your face. You it's would fair. scream.
0: It's fair. It's fair. Him <laughs> and Steve Buscemi. It's
1: fair. Okay. Um, so the whole the movie is basically about them uh, going around and being super Boston. Wow. Definitely taking on some crime bosses. Some good fun action movies in there.
0: Yeah. They I become, I feel, kind of like, like folk heroes in the community. Yeah. They got kind of that
1: thing going on. I wouldn't say necessarily that, you know, the movie was made in 1999, which is kind of funny to think of how old it is and mm-hmm. it makes me feel really old because I remember when it was a whole thing when it came out. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily is as good as I remember it. it. might be one of those ones I'm looking through with nostalgia a little bit.
0: It's possible. There's but, Boondock Saint too, so... Ooh.
1: I know that is one. That is that bad? That is a bad movie. Oh, I never that saw is, that one. That is just a flat-out terrible movie. Oh, okay. But um, check out the first one. It's worth yep. checking out, worth fun.
0: It's totally... Man, you're going to yeah. have... People are going to have such a good Boston week. Yeah. Um, So I have to... We're going back to... You're going to some... have
1: pancakes, and they're going to sit there and <laughs>
0: watch <laughs> 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 It's true. <laughs> um, gone Baby Gone.
1: Oh, speaking of uh, happy movies.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. It's They're all, they're all downers. But we're going to talk a little bit about Dennis Lehane. Um... Because these are all his books, he is a Boston guy. But Gone Baby Gone, the film, takes place in a Boston suburb, and so Casey Affleck plays a private detective, and he's hired to trace the missing daughter of um, Helene McCready, who's played by Amy Ryan. So Morgan Freeman is in it; he's the police chief, and he doesn't think that you know Casey Affleck has a chance of finding her because she's been missing for seventy-six hours already um I,
1: I don't remember this. he actually is like morgan freeman just in like your baby is gone baby <laughs> gone
0: <laughs> oh what's wrong with you today it's early
1: i don't know if what I, if there was
0: a giant reset button i would totally <laughs> press it but the thing about gone baby gone it's a good movie it's well acted it's a good storyline but the thing that i liked the best about it is when you watch it um at the end of the film it really forces you to take a side which I really like when movies do that like you can't I don't feel that you can sit there and watch it and and not have an opinion you either feel one way or the other which I think says something about you and can lead to really good discussion after so I definitely recommend it as a film to watch with someone to then be like oh I am what would I have done what do I think is right Cause yeah, you know it's very. There's no black and white, you know, and there's a lot of gray in between. So yeah,
1: which you know it, it catches like when movies do that, it catches the essence of more like what life really is, you know, N- like not everything is like a good bad situation. There's there's some middle ground there to be had. Yeah, so. it's
0: complicated. Do you want to talk about our other? Do you want to just go right into more Casey Affleck hanging out in Boston? In yeah, Boston?
1: sure. Why not? So I'm gonna go ahead and recommend Manchester by the Sea
0: then. And then Uh, I'm going to recommend that you stop at Rite Aid and get a box of tissues beforehand because this movie is brutal. It's a
1: rough movie, man. I did not expect to like this movie when I watched it because I'm like, well, I don't really want to watch a super depressing movie. I watch it. I was like, this movie is great. It's a great actor. I kind of underestimated Casey Affleck. I always knew he was, you know. Better than his brother, that's for sure. <laughs> but I always kind of thought him more as like a bit player. I never really considered him a lead.
0: Yeah, he's a talent.
1: Um, but yeah, in this movie, he plays a father or ex-father. Spoiler alert in there. But um, that comes ahead and his brother has a sudden heart attack. So then he has to basically take care of his nephew, who he's almost spent no time yeah. like growing up with or hanging out with. He's not really with. equipped. Yeah. And because of some tragedies earlier in his life, like he can't he doesn't really feel like he's the right person to take care of anybody including Mm -hmm. himself at this point so it's a um, situation of this poor teenager having to deal with his dad just suddenly dying and trying to connect with his uncle and his uncle resisting him at every turn for reasons that he has personally that he worries about you know failing at it's just such a good such a good movie
0: what did it win
1: it won. Um, he won. He won actor. I think it actor. won best adapted screenplay. I okay. want to say um, it didn't win best picture because no, I don't remember what won that year, but it wasn't that. Um, no,
0: it's good movie. It's just, it's wicked depressing.
1: Oh, it's, just oh, it's terrible. Like, yeah. is this gonna leave like a hole in your soul? Like, I remember, it, <laughs> I remember at the end, like, I was just kind of like, oh, it was just. I definitely might have walked
0: away, being like, why do they even write this? Like, why do these things have to exist? This was created just to make me feel terrible. Although I still do recommend seeing it, but I like to be tore apart watching movies. Well, this <laughs>
1: will definitely be the one to do it. Like, yeah, that's um, yeah, it was check it also out. Also, the first uh, non-studio movie nominated for Best Picture because this was an Amazon original.
0: You're so full of info. I know.
1: I did research on some of this stuff. That's why I keep
0: you around. It's worth it. Um, Okay, so the next movie, and I have to just say, I did not see this movie. Um,
1: That's always a good sign.
0: Well, I, I want to. It's on my list. You know, it's hard, Jacob. I can't see them all, but I think it's important for Boston film, but the movie's Stronger, which is fairly new. Maybe it came out last year. I didn't see it either. So it's about uh, Jeff Bauman, who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And this is a true story of how he lost both of his legs when those two bombs exploded during the Boston Marathon in 2013.
1: I remember that very well, being a runner myself. So I remember all about that. that.
0: I mean, that was so terrible. Um, But yeah, so after... Like regaining consciousness in the hospital, this guy he's uh, he's able to like help law enforcement identify one of the suspects, which was a huge thing. And then it's really just his his battle. He there is a great supporting character played by his like just unwavering girlfriend. on um, that Tatiana, what is it, Maslany? The chick the Masl-
1: from Masiani. The what Maslany, Maslany the from <laughs> from Orphan Black? <laughs> yeah, from Orphan the girl from Orphan Black. That's basically um, in one episode of Parks and Rec.
0: Okay, and then, so, yeah, it's just him embarking on his long and, uh, you know, heroic journey to physical and emotional rehabilitation. So, um, I, I don't know, I've watched the trailer a lot. I think I was just, like, I wasn't ready to take all of that on, especially <laughs> it's a true story and seeing someone, like, the battle of losing their legs.
1: Yeah, and then you know that it's a forward. Jake Gyllenhaal movie, and he's going to act the heck out of that movie. So he, you know, he's
0: not bad in <coughs> anything.
1: No, he uh, like, is one of those actors that kind of surprised me, like... Because I remember when he did like Prince of Persia, I always thought Gyllenhaal was kind of mediocre at best. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he's kind of he's coming around on it now. He's actually turned himself into a pretty good actor.
0: Oh, yeah. He like didn't want to do any more of those big studio films. I feel like after that Prince of Persia thing,
1: I think he's coming back for an Oscar movie or like a Marvel comic book movie kind of thing. Oh okay. I feel like he's on like everybody's short list to play Batman once they fire Ben Affleck, which is a nice connection here. (laughs) That's like the big secret. (laughs) like not so secret secret that they're gonna fire him oh everybody Um, knows Like you're totally out dude everybody knows it
0: that's that's sad so there's a lot more but we should just talk about a couple books but don't forget you know there's the town you get a nice heist in Fenway Park
1: Patriot's Day connects to the to stronger it's like a good companion piece to that
0: Mark Wahlberg just talking like he does in Ted you can hear a teddy bear with a Boston accent Ted
1: 2 actually better than Ted once I my opinion so go check that one out for it
0: um, the Fighter, another Mark Wahlberg, Boston. Yep. Christian
1: Bale wins an Oscar for that yeah. movie.
0: What else? we? Oh, Shutter Island. That was an island in Boston Harbor.
1: Was we had another Leo movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. forgot that.
0: And then I, I've never seen a Never Will Fever pitch, but in oh. case you're obsessed with the Boston Red Sox and you need to see Jimmy Fallon pretend to act. But did you know what's Jimmy really Pham- interesting? What's that? Is that, um, so Fenway Park in Boston, I found out, they have that green monster it's called. It's mm-hmm. like they're bored or scoreboard or whatever the heck it is um it's so renowned that they actually have patented that shade of green so really? they like own it it's called fenway green oh yeah i just thought that's interesting
1: all right well good for you guys man that's a <laughs> <smart play.
0: laughs> you got your fenway green so
1: oh, jimmy fallon though no thanks
0: yeah no that's garbage but if you're looking to grab some books so really anything by dennis Lehane. um I mean, the the given day kind of springs to mind because that that's definitely a lot of Boston. But Gone Baby Gone is his, uh, Mystic River, so pretty much everything he writes they make into a movie. Um, but you know, it's another uh, crime story, and it's a great portrayal of the of the city in, like, the early yeah. 20th century. I was
1: kind of wondering why I always connected uh, Gone, Baby, Gone, and Mystic River, and now I know because they're both Dennis yeah, the
0: same feel. There's that book, The Friends of Eddie Coyle um, by that's a movie as well. George Higgins. Yeah, so he was... So George Higgins uh, was the assistant U.S. attorney in Boston when he wrote this, and it's about, like, the Irish-American underworld um, and all about uh, Eddie Coyle, so, you know, that's good stuff. I'm trying to think what else... There is a huge section of um, Infinite Jest that takes place in in Bastion. You didn't read Infinite Jest.
1: Nobody reads Infinite Jest. I
0: read... 25% 25% of Infinite Jest, thank you very much. I consider that a job well done. Well, I feel
1: like that's a little inside baseball joke there about Infinite Jest, but that's kind of like the thing in the library community. Nobody reads that book. Everybody tries.
0: I mean, succeeds. it's not that it's bad. No. I was enjoying it. It was It was just, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot to take in. There were so many footnotes. Um, anyway, Anne Patchett, she's hugely popular. She won... Um, That Bel Canto book she won uh, Wrote won like a million things But the book run by her um, So that revolves around a a former mayor Of Boston Um, We got the whole Irish Catholic Boston Theme going strong in that book So anything by her is usually Worth checking out And then just the last one I'll throw in Is the Bostonians by Henry James Mm -hmm. Written back in uh, 1886 So This was his like political Utopian sort of novel about post-civil war america um it's a very american tale and uh yeah i don't know it's got it's called bostonians yeah. i'll be real it doesn't get i did not read that <laughs>
1: but <laughs> it doesn't get any more about boston than a book called the Bostonian. watch I mean. it
0: not have anything to do with boston and people will like email and be like you're garbage you don't know set, what you're talking about <laughs> set
1: in wichita <laughs> kansas <Yeah. laughs>
0: it's all possible so okay that's it and um Something I feel that I had to add, because like I said, I learned mucho information in Boston, but did you know that the Boston Public Library, which was founded in 1849, was the first public library in the United States?
1: Oh, that's a nice distinction.
0: Oh, Not only that, but when the first branch opened in East Boston in 1869, it became the country's first branch library system hmm. Hmm. right and hey yet, boston
1: and yet nobody had a book on how to properly store molasses oh, it it's the worst.
0: all right oh and last one because i feel like you'll appreciate this um that happy hours uh-huh. are against the law in boston stop it yep yep I they were they were banned since 1984 no more post work drink deals. No. Illegal. That's, that's oh. it's just a thing. Just I don't backwards,
1: know. Backwards city. I don't know what to say. Come on, Boston. Come on, get Boston. It, get it, get it that's together. That's wicked.
0: That's wicked crazy. Get
1: it together. Get guys. it together.
0: Okay. Um I just want, before I say goodbye, to apologize for this episode and the way that we sounded throughout it, because I'm sure it's terrible. We
1: sounded wicked awesome.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.
1: Go, Yankees.